Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets of Lubbock. Wow. Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And guys, it's here. It is here. It is game week. The Texas Tech Red Raiders are playing Murray State this Saturday. And with that, we got to start game week off right by making our season predictions. That's right. We've had our offensive preview. We've had our defensive preview. Thanks to the guys from Red Raider Sports joining on and doing both of those. We've heard their predictions. But it's tortillas and takes, baby. You got to hear from the horse's mouth, I guess. The, the, The host's mouth of what our predictions will actually be. So with that, I had to bring on the football team here to do this do this prediction preview, starting with the people's champ himself who's been with all these previews with me, that is Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jeremy? Man, we have wasted a lot of time talking about these other teams and how good their teams are and what their expecta- bowl expectations are. Oh, we're the dark horse. We've had to put up with all this crap. Finally, we get to sit down with our team and talk about it uh, and f- feel out how the season's going to go. You know, after all, hearing from all, all all the other garbage, getting through all the noise, we finally get to sit down and be like, you know what? What about Texas Tech? I'm just super excited. That's right. What about Texas Tech? And what about another guy who hasn't been on a pod for a while? Y'all know him. Y'all love him. Is our producer extraordinaire that is Dylan Smythe. Welcome back. So the offseason is gone, Dylan. Welcome back to the to the club. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed, not going to lie, I kind of enjoyed my, my quiet off season. But we're on to sports that I pretend to know some things about, and uh, I'm excited to talk about them, to be honest. I was bugging you guys. I was like, guys, I need to be on a pod. I'm itching for some podcasting, so happy to be here. That's right. I, trust me, y'all do not want to listen to Dylan talk about, try to try to attempt to talk about baseball or softball. Oh, I will or volleyball. <laughs> this is his wheelhouse. We're back in football season. So Dylan, with that, 
Jeremy and I last week, we were able to talk both offense and defense and give all kind of predictions there. Uh, starting with the offensive side of the ball, Dylan, what do you think? What, what I want to get your input of what to make from this offense, from the offensive uh, uh, te- side, right? From the O-line to the receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. Give me your opinions. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. You won't hear me say those words very often on this podcast, optimistic. Um, but on the offensive side of things, I'm really optimistic. I think um, Zach Kitley, I almost said Wes Kitley. I got to put them both in there. Zach Kitley. Zach Kitley, I think, is obviously like a really exciting hire. I, I'm intrigued to see what kind of offense he's going to bring to Texas Tech. Um, I think the running back room is as loaded as it's ever been. Um, the running back room I'm really looking forward to, but I also think you're replacing a lot. You're replacing two starting, uh, NFL linemen. Um, you're, you're losing, you know, Eric Izokanma and Kalen Geiger, two guys that are also still in the NFL. Um, so there's a lot to replace, but I'm optimistic that we, we have replaced it. I think the guys that need to step up will, I think, as per usual, you've probably heard us say this last two or three years, the offensive line is probably going to be the biggest question mark on this team. But if the line can hold up, I feel really good about this offense. So I feel like that's almost every uh, Texas school right now <laughs> dealing with <laughs> offensive line issues. Um, and so with that, as we kind of talk about the offense and, and Jeremy, we did kind of do a full offensive preview here. But one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about in last week was our, who we think is going to be truly the man. Out of everybody we talked about last week, Jeremy, who do we think is going to be the star, the Eric Ezukanma of the 2022 season? This is incl- this is just wide receivers, or are we talking about offense as, as yeah, skill talk, positions? We're talking about everybody, baby. It's left tackle. Skill positions. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, everything inside of me really wants it to be a tight end whether that's Mason Tharp, who is a god among men in regards to size, or, you know, Baylor Cup. I just don't know how well we're going to be able to implement those players early on in the season. For me, I think if you're Coach McGuire, some of the most steady people on the team that have been here for a while, that have produced under, like, different schemes, uh, I think you're looking at Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson. That dynamic duo being kind of the focal point of the offense this year. And I know that we've got... You know, Kitley coming in, who is renowned for passing. But again, as we've understood through some of the previews and, you know, just through the summer camp and this whole brand stuff, is that, you know, he works with what he's got. And so what he's got going into this season are two of some of the best running backs uh, in in our conference, uh, certainly in terms of production. And I don't know. I just feel like, you know, my heart says Taj Brooks is going to be the go-to guy. Uh, but that's because Sir Roger was kind of like, you know, up and down last season. You had a little bit of injury, didn't get to play the full the full term. And so Taj Brooks kind of stepped in there. So for me, it's it's one of the two. And right now, it just looks, it feels like a Taj Brooks kind of season. Only, okay, Taj Brooks. I was about to say, I was right about to slam to you about saying only Jeremy Gillen would be given a task to name one player and name two. But you did. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, brought it back around at the end. It's what you, you, you've been so, you've poisoned me because like we've had a couple people on here that we asked them and they're kind of like, they're kind of starting to like, well, this or this, and I feel myself getting angry. I'm like, would you, would you just pick one? Damn it, pick a player, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I've become Albert. I am my worst Welcome. enemy. Welcome. <laughs> All right, so so <laughs> Dylan, who do you have as the guy, the player of the year on offense to watch out for? 
Well, I think Jeremy was very close to the correct answer. He was very close. Um, I, I think, you know, the amount of times that, that Zach Kitley has said that, you know, I know I come from like an air raid system and I throw the ball this amount of times last year, but our backs are our strength and we're going to run the ball at Texas Tech. doesn't matter how many times people say that. They still think we're going to throw the ball over the yard this year. No, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to run the ball behind Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks is the guy to me. I think you've got a new staff in here that's not as connected to Sir Roderick Thompson. I think, Jeremy, you mentioned consistency. Taj Brooks is consistent, the most consistent player on the team, in my opinion. Um, I think this is the year Taj Brooks really takes over at RB1 for Texas Tech, and I think Taj Brooks will be our best player on offense. Oh, so we're on the same page. Yeah, but I'm I'm like it's I'm picking definitively uh, one player. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. he's not he's not doing that split running back business. <laughs> he's yeah, like workhorse. No, it's nothing against uh, Sir Roderick Thompson. I think he's a fantastic back. I think you know just injury problems, consistency. I just I can see a pathway for Taj Brooks becoming the clear number one running back for Texas Tech this year. I, and I've said this on a previous pod that I do think Todd Brooks is the most one of the most one of the three most underrated running backs in the entire conference, right? I think a lot of people don't know just how good he is. Um, we, tech fans know, right? Tech fans know just that that the guy's a beast, but a lot of a lot of uh, Big Twelve fans don't realize just how good he is because let's face it, up until now he has been considered the backup to Sir Roger Thompson. Um, but I do I do agree that this is the year that he really breaks forward. Uh, what I don't agree with you guys on. Is that we're not going to be a passing team? I, listen, I get it. I think that Zach Kelly is right in that, uh, and what he or Joe McGuire is right in what he said in that we're going to run the ball more than Zach Kelly did at Western Kentucky. But like going from like ten yards a game to fifty yards a game is an increase. <laughs> like <that's, laughs> I'm not saying we're going to get fifty yards a game, but I'm saying like we are going to run the ball more than he did at Western Kentucky. But I still think we're going to be a passing team. We're going back to the Kingsbury t- way of way of playing. Um, on offense anyway, offense, uh, where we run in the ball, but it's still primarily passing. I don't believe Kitley is going to run it up, is going to throw it away that quickly. And because of that, my offensive player of the year is Miles Price. I think this is the year that Miles Price takes that side, takes that load. And so Miles Price is also a guy that can do everything. We, we saw we saw uh, uh, Debo Samuel last year for the 49ers where he was playing running back. He was playing with outside receiver, inside receiver, was was doing it all. I see a lot of that happening with Miles Price as well. We saw Jalen Stearns last year from Western Kentucky kind of be that guy. And I think Miles Price is going to be someone, and Zach Kelly says, you know what? I could put you in a lot of different simulations or sim- situations similar to when we had Kiki Kuti, who could also be put in a lot of different situations when the offense, when our offensive coordinator was Cliff Kingsbury. So Miles Price is the guy that I think is going to show up and show out and be that guy that defenses are just going to have to key on because you never know where he's going to be. You never know where he's going to line up. And that's that's my pick uh, to be the offensive star of the year. Uh, let me ask you this, guys, for the both of you. I'll start with you, Dylan. What are the chances that the offensive player of the year is a quarterback? And right now, Tyler Shuck is the starting quarterback. Could be, you know, whether he holds on to that for a year or not, we don't know. But it, could a quarterback be our player of the year at the end of the season? You know, if, and this is a ginormous if, we've talked about this on the podcast, if Texas Tech could start one quarterback for 12 games, I think it's very likely that that could happen. Uh, Just, you know, given the system, given the yards that Texas Tech produces every single year, um, if one quarterback could be healthy for the entire season, I guess that would be Tyler Shuck, right? Because Tyler Shuck has been named the starter. So if we have 
a 12 games from Tyler Shuck and he's healthy and he's, he's slinging it. I absolutely agree. But I, I disagree with you that we're, I just, I can't believe that I, that we're going to go full air raid this year. I just don't. Kitley has said one too many times that he's going to put his best players on the field. His best players are his running backs and his tight ends. We're going to be in big man personnel. Like I, I don't see the point of having four receivers out there when your fourth receiver is who at this point, like not great. Let's be honest. Not great. So, uh, yeah, to see it be a quarterback, I think that'd be a stretch. Dang, I didn't expect to be hear Duran Bradley slander on the podcast, <laughs> but here we are. All right, here we are. Or Trey Cleveland slander, depending on who you think the number four receiver is. But, here. but they're all fine receivers, but they're not oh, Mason okay. Tharp. No, they're not it, Baylor Cup. Don't, don't not walk it back Tosh now, Brooks. okay? All right, don't, don't walk it back now. No, I just do not want to disrespect them. I just think that there are players in other positions that are really mm-hmm. good. Jeremy, what are you what are you thinking? Man, so to answer the quarterback thing, it's been what ten years since we've had a quarterback for the whole season. Like, <laughs> it's been oh. so long for us. Five to, years, but you know, right has it been five years? Who was five years ago? Yeah, Nick Shimanak, baby. No, because he was Iron out Nick. for. No, nah, he was he was there. Iron Iron Nick Shimanak. He never got hurt. Let me rephrase. He got he pulled out. Got hurt. Got pulled. Okay, we bet we have, but we haven't had a, we have not had a quarterback start every game uh, in a long time. My, my the the memory I have is uh, Seth Dagey. Like he's the guy, he's the last guy I can think of that started every game. That's a long time ago. So I'm just not confident saying like it feels like a very Texas Tech. It actually feels like a very college football thing these days to have like this rotating quarterback room, whether it's because you know you're getting outplayed. Or you're just getting there's you know increase in injuries because of O line play. It's something we alluded to earlier. Is that you know most Big Twelve teams are like man offensive line yes or no. Um, that that just leaves the quarterback open for injury. So I'm not confident saying this year being a you know quarterback offensive player of the year. I think there will be some you know some like zingers and some really like great plays and stuff that they do. Uh, whether it be uh, Shuck or whether it's Smith or we actually get to see a little bit of Morton in the season. You know, I think that they'll have those, sh- those shining moments, but you know, all the same, no way. Uh, and with like what Dylan's saying, this kind of reminds me of, uh, kind of like when Pete Carroll was rebuilding Seattle, he was like, okay, there's two things that we need a good defense and a good running back. Uh, I mean, he had Marshawn Lynch, so that's a whole different beast than Taj Brooks. But Taj Brooks is good. And so I think that this, like, big man ball is an opportunity for Texas Tech to kind of re-identify itself. I think if we just fall straight back into the air raid, we're just asking for trouble. Like, we're just asking for a quarterback to get hurt because he's always, like, dropping back. We're just asking for losing momentum because of bad play. Like, I, I don't know. I, I would rather have a lot more security in a running back than just like, well, let's just, I mean, we got lots of good receivers. Let's toss it around. Like, I, I want something a little bit more stable. That makes sense? Like, ah, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable a with that. stable of running backs. There it backs. is. A stable <laughs> of running backs. I will say, as we, as we kind of talk about this, through the Cuff Kingsbury era, um, he, I mean, he did have sustainability at quarterback when it came to health. Now, he had to Bench guys like Nick Shimanek, like uh, Davis Webb, like Baker Mayfield, like, uh, um, uh, you know, he's had to bench guys before. Uh, but health-wise, we, you know, in this this podcast, you know, Texas Tech fans, we always forget the contributions of one Patrick Mahomes. But he did have two fully healthy seasons as well. Uh, actually, technically three. Not, his first, not fully healthy seasons. He, well, he started every game. Every game that, that he Yes, but he wasn't he fully healthy for those games. Yeah, you know, he played. 
played. <laughs> yeah. uh, he played. He played. And he played great. <laughs> he, played. he played. You know, he was just something. You know, played good enough to get in the Ring of Honor. You know, no big, no biggie. Um, so with that, well, so let me ask you this then. So as we kind of we have this dispute when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, um, defense. I think somewhere we none of us are really going to dispute is that Texas Tech defense hasn't been good for for quite a long time. Even last year, we were so excited about how good this defense had been. And let's face it, uh, the defense still nationally was still nothing to, to, to gawk at. I think we were still just in the top 80, right? But for Tech fans, like, oh, man, that's fantastic. That's, that's incredible. That's great. Who can help lead the ship on defense and be that defensive player of the year, Dylan? Who can be that guy? Well, I beat this drum pretty hard last year, and it didn't work out for me, mostly because of injuries. Um, I, I still think he's a fantastic player, and I'm just I'm trying to will this into existence. So I'm going to give give us this answer again this year. Um, Muddy Waters. I mean, the transfer. Uh, you saw glimpses of him last season. I think there are a couple of talented safeties next to him, um, which would be interesting to see how they all play together. But I just think Muddy Waters has the skills and, and talent to do something special in our secondary. And it's frankly what we need. Like we haven't had a special secondary player in a long time, a long time. Um, Zach, Zach McPherson is probably the only one that comes to mind um, that made it in the NFL and the secondary. So yeah, I'm, I'm willing it into existence a little bit, but muddy waters. I think if he can have a healthy year, he's going to surprise a lot of people. I will say Muddy Waters uh, didn't – his your vote for him to be Defense Player of the Year last year, uh, it wasn't without uh, ability, right? He was right there as a, mm-hmm. one of our best defensive players until he got injured. So he's definitely going to be somebody that I expect to be big. Uh, uh, and I will say also, DeMarcus Fields looks like he's a good chance he makes this Saints team. So that could be another tip of the cap as far as somebody from the secondary. Uh, but, Jeremy, who, who you got? Uh, I, so I've said it before. I have to stick to it. Though I love, you know, first of all, I'm a defense guy. We should know that now. Um, <clears throat> I've said it before that if your defensive backs are leading your team, then you don't have a good defense. Uh, so for me, like the person who has to be the leader of this team, uh, because there's a lot of hype around him, he's a big man who makes a lot of noise, it's got to be Tyree Wilson. Uh, Tyree Wilson, first of all, physically is one of the largest players <laughs> on the field. Uh, that's fantastic. He has a lot of charisma. A lot of players do rally around him. Now, you know, I don't want to get into the psyche of does he want that leadership role or does he not? But, you know, he's somebody that's very easy to get around, and he makes big plays when they matter. You know, you can't just have somebody on the team who's like, uh, good job, guys, and does nothing, right? He has to, you have to lead by example. And I think Tyree Wilson is somebody who has the physicality and the mental ability to lead by example and for the team to follow. So, I mean, it's got to start in the line for me. You know, Tyree Wilson is also one of the most physically gifted defensive players. I'm going to say this. I think he's one of the most physically gifted and athletic players Texas Tech has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Ever I mean, seen. there's a reason why he's, you know, on mock drafts as a number one, a first-round draft pick. It's because of those physical tools. Absolutely. And and so I uh, thought that you were going to go in a different direction, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> and so I... I did think you were going to go in a different direction when you first started saying this. Uh, but I think great picks for both of you. Tyree Wilson, Muddy Waters, definitely guys that I was thinking of when it comes to this, of who else would be there. But here's my thing. When it comes to Tyree Wilson, uh, he has help. 
He has a little bit of help. That D-line's pretty good overall. Um, when it comes to the secondary, I mean, secondary is pretty good in, in general, right? Uh, Muddy Waters has help. Pearson, Fry, all those guys has help. You know a guy that really didn't have too much help and kind of needs to be the star of the defense? Krishan Merriweather. And that's my guy that's going to have to be the defensive player. We Like, dude, we, we, I'm going to need you to get a bunch of tackles. I'm going to need you to get about 100 tackles this year. I'm going to need you to really be – this is one of those things where I'm not saying he's the best player on the defense. I'm not saying he even may – in his chance, he may not be the defensive player of the year. But for us to have a good season, I need him to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, because with that linebacking core, we lost so much from the linebacking group this offseason, more than I think any other unit on the team. And so – but we, we kept Krishan Merriweather. And Krishan Merriweather is also a mammoth human being – who I, I said this already in a previous pod, he somehow got bigger. I don't know how that happened, but he somehow got bigger. He also needs to change his number. He is too big to be wearing number one, okay? <laughs> I can barely see it anymore. When, when they were doing the spring game and he had number one on my group, I can't even see the one. It doesn't, it doesn't look like, what, what is this? He's like 88. Um, way too big for the number one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but but Krishan Merriweather, I think to me, has to be the guy because he's he is going to need to be everywhere. Um with the, with the way the defense is set up, he's kind of going back to being that quarterback. Of, the linebackers are back to being that quarterback of the defense. And so they're really going to be – he's going to really need to be take that leadership role of kind of moving forward. Luckily, I think the help that he does get is Muddy Waters is going to be in that new star position um, uh, that that is going to kind of help the linebackers a little bit, right? Demetri Moore is a great transfer uh, that's coming in now, and he's going to really be somebody coming off the edge. So I say he doesn't have help. He has some help, but uh, he's going to really need to shoulder a lot of that load. And so Krishan Mayweather – is the guy that I am most um, excited to see. And, and I really hope he becomes the defense player of the year and take that leap. And the, the next in the lineage of Texas Tech linebackers that Jeremy likes to talk about that make their way to the NFL. Um, and yeah, I think that'd just be fantastic. And to me, also, I would love to get, you know, have him do something so incredible, so great that he gets a t shirt. And if he gets a t shirt, I hope a home field apparel is the one that's making it. All right, home field apparel. At homefieldapparel.com. Make sure to get it. I've talked about it on this podcast a few times already. And the stuff is so good. So, like, it feels so nice on my body, right? It's soft. It's well made. Um, they do have NFL stuff. Uh, they started getting that stuff coming in as well for all you Cowboys and Texans and Chiefs fans and stuff like that. But um, to, adding to the NFL collection. But their, their, their core is college. That is their core. That's what they do. And they got a great Texas Tech selection. And the better this team does, Hopefully, one of these, hopefully, the parallel, I know you're a fan of the pod. Um, you need to get a let's go. Let's go t-shirt. You know, throw that, throw that old school double T on there. Get a, get a let's go. Here's the thing. You do let's go around like in a, in a, um, in a, uh, an arc over the old school Raider Red with the two guns going out. Boom. Marketing idea. That's, I, I got to stop giving away free ideas on here. Um, but if you want to get some of the shirts they already have, use our promo code TAKES12. That's T-A-K-E-S-1-2. Uh, to get 50% off that first order. That is takes 12. So, go ahead, Jeremy. I'll tell you this. What about a like a Mark Adams caricature in a lab coat? Look at that. Oh, that's another good one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, okay. It's free. That video was fantastic. We'll have to censor that. That was a great video. You can't get better than that. I, <laughs> and, and I, you know, I watched it with no hesitation the first time. And then when you sent that message, it's like, it's, <laughs> I could not hear any hell you doing. <laughs> Dylan, I don't know if you saw the video. For those that don't know, um, Texas Tech Basketball put out a fantastic video. Of Mark, uh, uh, Dick Vitale put out a tweet during basketball season saying that uh, 
Uh, the team has great chemistry, and Mark Adams is a, a professor. He's a chemistry professor, and he's been able to formulate this great chemistry on the team. And so the Texas Tech basketball media department, Texas Tech athletic media department, put out Professor Mark Adams, A-T-O-M-S, where at, uh, by day he is a college coach, basketball coach. By night he is a chemistry professor, and it was fantastic. And as he goes up the steps, he asks the student, how, how are you doing? But all I heard was, the hell you doing <laughs> as, he, as he goes up the steps. Uh, great video uh, put out by the, the media team there. Um, absolutely fantastic. So I will ask this. As we've kind of talked about some of the players we think are going to be the players of the year and stuff like that, um, I, I do want to take it back to last year a little bit. Last year, uh, only one player from Tech made a all-Big 12 first team, and that was Jonathan Garibay, the kicker, who led, who's gone. Um, and on the second team, the players that made it were Eric Azukama, gone, Dawson Deaton, gone, um, Colin Schooler, gone, and Demarcus Fields, gone. So, are, is anybody, and, and then when it comes to the preseason all Big 12, nobody on the team made it. Every, no, they didn't think anybody on our team was good enough to make the preseason all Big 12 team. So, guys, by the end of the year, are we going to see any Red Raiders on a first or second team, Jeremy? Man, I mean, you have to. It feels very inconsistent, like right off the bat. It feels so inconsistent for me for, you know, national pundits looking at Tyree Wilson and be like, dang, this dude, physicality alone, he's going in the draft. And to not expect that to translate at the collegiate level, like to turn around and go, yeah, but there's better there's better people in front of him. Are there? Because if, if there are, then he can't be in the first round of the draft. Like that, 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 There's no consistency. So Tyree Wilson is somebody who I expect to be on there at the end of it. Absolutely. Um, just thinking defensively right now. You know, uh, it's so hard with the defensive backs because if they coalesce really well, it will be one of those things that they don't really pop up on late season awards because they're all playing really good team ball. But if one of them does shine up, I'm expecting it to either be Muddy Waters or Reggie Pearson. You know, Reggie Pearson, we talked about this uh, with Ben. Reggie Pearson is somebody who gives us like Zach McPherson vibes. Just an absolute captain on the field. Um, does the little things right and he can make the difference and really steps in when he has to. Now, if he's forced to do that, I can expect him to pop up on, you know, an all Big 12 team. If he's not, then, you know, he'll just kind of fade away into this, this general better defense that we have. Offensively, that's the one that I'm just like, I have no clue. Um, just because we don't know who's going to be ultimately that go-to guy. Now, if it's Miles Price, don't color me surprised. Like you said, I mean, he 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 can be that dude that just fills so many roles. Um, Jakeem Grant, Kiki Kuti, you know. But uh, quarterback, no. <laughs> Maybe a tight end. Uh, but defensively is where I see actually and almost ironically Texas Tech having some people on the All-Big 12. Uh, offensively, it's very hard to predict. Um, if I'm going to stick with my Taj Brooks beating the drum, I think if I was going to pick one player on offense, it would be Taj Brooks to make that team. Um, defensively, I want to give a shout out to one guy we haven't mentioned once on this podcast, who's very talented, had a breakout year last year, Deadrian Taylor. Oh yeah. Um, like, like hands hands down the most improved player on our defense last season. Um, I, I, he's got a ton of talent and, and this defense that's going to praise turnovers. I think he has a chance to really thrive. A piece of me wanted to pick him over muddy waters. is like the, the best player in our defense this year. It's going to be one of the two. So I could see one of the two or both of them making it on defense. 
Um, I agree. It's funny that Tyree Wilson is being touted as a potential first round draft pick, but isn't being picked in these lists. Something, something's got to give there. But I think, yeah, if I had to like bet on it, it'd be Taj Brooks on offense and then either Muddy or Adrian Taylor Demerson on defense. Uh, so I will say this. Um, nobody on offense. <laughs> Just flat out. I don't, I don't see anybody on offense. I, I don't really see it. Um, I do think, like you were saying, my, maybe Miles Price is because I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities to be that guy. Uh, def- it, it, um, defensively, I am going to go actually and say, what about Rayshad Williams? On court, I do agree with you, Tyree Wilson, but Rayshad Williams, and I'll say this, all camp, he's the name I heard more than almost anybody else, was Rayshad Williams. Also, I think what's going to end up happening is, is that he's going to get tested a lot because uh, he was tested a lot last year. And so he's going to get tested in ways that the rabbit won't be, that Pearson may not be. Um, and then I think Rayshard Williams is going to be a guy that's going to get tested, and he's going to win that test more times than not. And so I think Rayshard Williams is a guy that I definitely expect to be on there. Uh, but honorable mention-wise, Rayshard Williams, Rabbit, Pearson, all were honorable mention last year. So I definitely think that they kind of glean their, their ways back into contention this year um, as, it, as this goes on. So uh, overall, great picks, guys. Um, but now... The pick that everybody wants to know, all right? Everybody wants to know how many wins are we getting, all right? Forget all the other stuff y'all were talking about. How many wins are the Texas Tech Red Raiders going to have? So we heard Chris Level his, give his prediction. He said seven to eight wins. We heard, um, uh, we also we also heard a six-win prediction from Ben Galan. How many wins are we? Actually, he said six to seven wins. It could be even more than that. He's a minimum six wins. Uh, but how many wins are we getting, Dylan? Man, I, I hate to be like this guy on this podcast always, but I've been hurt one too many times by this football team. Uh, preseason hype and excitement does not penetrate my blood. I, I am immune to it. I am vaxxed against preseason excitement. <laughs> um, so actually, I'll, I'll compare it to um, dating. Um I went on a date today, actually. I actually like just got back from a date. It went very well. There are a lot of reasons for me to be optimistic about this. But you know, it's ah, I've been here before. Been here before. I gotta keep myself keep myself down here just, you know, so I don't get you know, I don't wanna put all my eggs in one basket. So Sounds like you need a therapist. Dylan said, <laughs> Dylan really said, we're talking about football, but let me tell you about my dating life really quickly. Um, I feel it's an easy one for one for me. This, uh, yeah, this is my therapy, by the way. Thank you, guys. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I try not to get too high, too low when it comes to both dating and Texas Tech football. And so with that being said, I think this team's lucky to get more than five wins. I, I've seen our, our season total up over under be five and a half wins. I think that's right on the money. I think, uh, and it has nothing to do with Joey McGuire. It has nothing to do with the talent on this team. I just think the schedule is pretty brutal this year. Um, early on, if we don't get a couple wins, it's going to be a rough season. It's going to be a rough season. Now, going forward, I'm very excited. But yeah, this season, five wins. We'd be lucky. So five and seven. That's my that's my guess. Five and seven. Um, any uh, any big upsets in that five? Uh, I don't know. Is Houston considered a big upset again? Yeah, it's an upset. If you think it's the only upset we're gonna do, then there's. I think that. you know Houston, and I think I don't know if Iowa State's considered an upset. Um, I, we'll be in Ames. Yes, I'm aware, and and that scares it's me tough, a little it's tough bit. To win but there. I just think they're 
Yeah, Iowa State's replacing about. a lot offensively. Brees Hall and Brock Purdy, like we have no idea what that offense is going to be like. So if That's I had true. to take a stab in the dark, I might say Iowa State just to get weird with it. But yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's what I'm talking about. Jeremy, give us the weird. What do you think? I was, they're going to grow a tight end out of the corn and he's going to wreck our lives. Charlie Bolar. The star. The star. <laughs> That's good. Man, so this, yeah, Dylan's on the nose. This this reminds me, which is great because they're actually really good friends. Um, this reminds me of, uh, you know, 2017 Baylor. You know, Matt Rule stepping into the Baylor situation, you know, after Grobe and was just like, I know how I want to build this team and starts getting some momentum with recruiting, picks up the right guys uh, on a coaching staff. And he's like, all right, this is how we're going to build this. But he has a one in 11 year. Right. And so first year, nobody really cares. No big difference. And the next year, you know, they go seven and six. And then the year after that, they're 11 and three because people bought into Matt rule. People bought into his pedagogy. He built the team that he wanted. Um, For people that don't know, Joey McGuire and Matt rule are like best buddies. Matt rule is actually in Lubbock. Uh, last month, I think, hanging out, checking out the team. Um, I think down some weird multiverse timeline, Matt Rule could maybe hop back into college via Texas Tech for maybe one or two seasons as an analyst. Who knows? Um, cough, fut- yeah, cough, cough, future Texas Tech offensive analyst. Cough, cough, <clears throat> cough, cough. <laughs> Not that I've heard that from reputable sources or anything, but here's the thing is that I think that Texas Tech fans need to be excited about this football team, but not be expectant. I tweeted that once. Um, six wins is your best. Six wins is the ceiling for this team. If we go over six wins, you need to go buy a lottery ticket because life is upside down. Um, uh, we've got the, we've got good personnel. We've got good coaches, but this is a crazy tough schedule. I mean, you know, your first three games, you got Murray state. Yeah. Woo, I'll be there. Um, everybody have a good time. We'll probably blow them out the half. And then everybody goes home next week. You got Houston coming to town. Dana Holgerson's going to have our number once again, but I'm kind of like with Dylan. I don't know, man. Dana Holgerson's had our number for a while, and he just cannot get around Texas Tech. For some reason, he's been he's he still has the leech curse on him in a different way, I feel like. So, like, he can't beat Texas Tech. So, we probably beat Houston at home. It's the NC State game that's really pissing me off because I know that we, we're going. We're going to have a great time, but we're probably going to watch our team lose, and that's going to be frustrating. Uh, and then when you get into conference play, I mean, we're kind of the small dog in a lot of ways and so we'll have a lot of close games but we'll lose a lot of those close games so for me you know i'm thinking like a five and seven you know five and seven i don't uh, getting to a bowl game this year would be my greatest fantasy so we've we've started our takes talking about dylan's love life and jeremy's fantasies um mine was a lot more tame (laughs) thank you So, Albert, what are your hopes and dreams? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot more G-rated, first of all. Um, and so I will say this. I uh, uh, Years ago, Matt Wells' first season, I looked at the team and I said, man, this is not a really great team. It's a first-year head coach. It's this new um, – everything here doesn't feel right. But as the offseason was going, he, he sold us on we, us, are – Everybody, we didn't have, lose a lot of transfers that first off, the, his his higher off season. Um, so I'm like, you know what? Maybe this guy got it. Like maybe I'm doing too much. Like it's I need to realize, look in themselves in, in the mirror and say, you know what? No, man, he's got it. And I raised my prediction from five wins. I raised my prediction from five wins to six wins. Like right there, I was like, you know what? I thought this was gonna be a five win team. I take it back. 
six wins. It was the day of the pot. I made the decision. We were going to do six wins. Um, I was very wrong. We ended up winning four that, game, that year. Uh, so for the last three months, I've been pretty positive. This is a four and eight season. Four and eight. Four wins. I just don't see more than four wins. Right? Who are your four wins? Who are your four wins? My four wins? Oh, thank you for asking. My four wins are we, Murray State. Right, we, we, we survived that one. Um, we beat Houston. We survived that one. No, we will win that one. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be just a. I don't know it's if it's going to be a SFA massive blowout. all over again. Oh, oh my god, I don't think it will. But it'll be a it'll be a comfortable non blowout blowout, like a 21, 28 point win, right? Um, we beat Houston because I'm not a big believer in the Cougs, even though that's where I got my my, my masters from. I'm not a big believer in the Cougs, uh, so I. I think we, we win those two games, and I think we double back later in the season, and then we have two more wins against TCU and Kansas. Um, I think there's a possibility for a fifth win somewhere, somewhere that I'm not even thinking of, because I really just picked – those are the to me, those are the four worst teams on the schedule. Yes, Houston, I think you're one of the four worst teams on the schedule. Um, and so and I think that fifth win probably comes home against West Virginia, right? Uh, but the, the thing about it is that – and I, I know everybody's very caught up in the Joey McGuire, because I say this – Joey McGuire hypes like on the Matt Wells train times twenty, right? Like that, that first off season. Uh, Joey McGuire is it. I, I everybody loves him. Every every we have these interviews with everybody from all these other schools. Everyone loves the guy, but you also have to look at the roster and and, and talk about it and see and like say this roster has a lot of cause for concerns. Last year the O line wasn't any good, and we lost almost everybody from that not very good O line, right? So it's it's we they haven't been also the O line hasn't been healthy all off season. So like we're going into a season where the O-line is probably not going to be very good. We lost a lot of our we lost our two best receivers, right? Uh, defensively, we lost virtually the entire linebacking group, um, you know. And so it's 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 and then you have a new head coach, right? We have a quarterback that's coming back for a second year, but was hurt most of the season last year. I just I don't feel very good uh, about this roster at all. Not about the coaching staff. I feel very good about the coaching staff. I don't feel very good about the roster. And the roster gives me a lot of cause for concern. And that is the reason why I just see four, maybe five wins. If Joey McGuire makes a bowl game this year, I not only I'm already pretty bought into Joey McGuire. If they make a bowl game this year, buddy, this coaching staff is incredible. Right? I, I just I can't buy into and I know some of our other guys have had much higher expectations for the team. I can't do it. Like I just I don't really see it. Also, the Big 12 is really good this year. Right, like the Big Twelve has some pieces that should be really good. Texas is very talented, even though they're going to Texas out by the end of the year. Um, Oklahoma is very talented, even with their new head coach and everything like that. Like the talent levels from the other teams are just a little bit better. Hell, West Virginia to me is a more talented roster than Tech. It's just more of the fact of can they put it all together, right? Uh, uh, Baylor's incredible. Kansas State is my that's I have them going to the Big Twelve championship game. Like there are so many good teams um, that I just I, I think that it's going to be really tough for Tech with a new head coach. New coaching staff, um, a lot of new players to then again go off and win six or more games. It's going to be really tough. Uh, great comparisons, uh, Jeremy, as far as Baylor's first year, Matt Rule. Also, Dave Aranda, who Joe McGuire was on that staff too, their first year, also two wins in his first year, right? So that first year is a rebuilding year, right? Lance Leipold with Kansas had a tough first year, even though I think Kansas is going to be a lot better this year, talent-wise, had a tough first year. That first year is not easy. Ask Texas. <laughs> Sarkeesian, a really rough first year. And so, yeah, four, maybe five wins. I just don't see us going to a bowl game. And uh, over under a five and a half. Wow. Vegas, you, uh, last year you were wilding. 
on the other way with four and a half prediction. This year, five and a half is a little too steep for for my for my books. So I think uh, I think five and a half is fair, but uh, I, I, I did uh, want to include my last comparison. Y'all enjoyed it so much. I wanted to to include one more. I like to compare this Texas Tech football team to the Dallas Cowboys this year. There are a few positions in which in which depth is absolutely terrifying to me. Um, you mentioned the offensive line. A lot of these guys didn't even get in the building until a few months ago. Um, Cole Spencer went down. He's not going to be available in the early part of the season. He was going to be one of our starting guards. So I think positional depth at both offensive lineman and wide receiver scare me a little bit. Um, linebacker as well, which is so funny because those are the three positions the Dallas Cowboys scare me depth-wise. So I think there's a world where if we have some injury concerns, um, we could be in big trouble. And so that's where that low number scares me. You know what? You, you did something that's very uh, interesting. You you compared Tech to the to the Dallas Cowboys, which scares both Cowboy fans and non-Cowboy <laughs> fans. So <laughs> that's, that's incredible. So, um, yeah. So last but not least, I, I did talk about the over-under being five and a half. And I just want one-word answers from the two of you as I asked this question. I want to go through some over-unders before we get up out of here. Are you all ready? Yeah, let's do it. So, last year, we had 3,300 passing yards. Does Tyler Shuck get over or under 3,300 passing yards? Tyler Shuck himself? Himself. Or Tyler, Tyler Shuck himself. <laughs> no. Tyler Shuck himself. Not. Under. No. Jeremy? Slam it. Under. I, I'm going to go over. Y'all are tripping. Tyler Shuck's playing the whole year. Hey, He's going You over. know what that means, Dylan. Shuck is out after the first game. Something weird's going to happen because <laughs> Albert got super excited. Albert. He's gone. How dare you. Albert just <laughs> cursed our whole season. Good job, Albert. Congratulations. <laughs> Todd Brooks, over <laughs> under 800 rushing yards. Over. over. He's 1,000 he's yard back this year. Easy. Thousand, Easy. Oh, y'all Slam. Under. I'm going against the grain. I go under. I think Sir Roger Thompson is going to get a lot of those carries. Also, not only just Sir Roger Thompson, I think one name that y'all are forgetting is Cameron Valdez. I think Cameron Valdez also gets some of those carries as well, as does Miles Price. Um, all right. Over, under. Eight games this season with the same starting offensive line. Under. Considering our offensive line isn't going to be ready day one, under. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, under. I don't. I don't. Yeah, guys. I don't see. I don't see a scenario where it's not under. Um, is uh, TCU's transfer still on the team? No, left no. TJ Stormman is not okay. on the team anymore. So there's there. <laughs> there's that benefit. Good. Okay. A bit of it. All right, Krishan Merriweather over under a hundred tackles. A hundred. How many did he get last year? Uh, last year, Krishan Merriweather got fifty-two. Fifty-two. But Colin Schooler, the leading tackler on the team, got one hundred and seven. Well, and you all said Rico Jeffers. <laughs> I'm into it. Yes. Under. Over. Under. I I I buy Albert. I buy your your notion that there's a lot of opportunity for Krishan Merriweather. Like outside of Dimitri Moore, I don't even know if I can name another linebacker on the team. Josiah Pierre. is Morgan Stern still there? Uh, no, Morgan Stern is gone. A boy, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, there's Jacob a ton of opportunity for Krishan Merriweather. So I'm I'm into it. Hundred times. I just don't think they get yeah, back I, there, I, baby. They don't make it that far. I'm gonna go 100 tackles. I mean, they, they could also be. He could also get into the Tyree Wilson. 100. Tyree Wilson, 250 on, tackles on the season. Book <laughs> <Okay, that's right. laughs> Speaking of Tyree Wilson, 
last year, he had seven sacks himself. Over under seven sacks this year. Over. It better be over. Over. He's a threat. I also will go over. Um, he may get five, good, five of those firm, against Murray State. Sorry. <laughs> well, all right. The law firm of Bradford and Hutchins, Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchins, each got three and a half sacks themselves, totaling seven total for those two guys, over under seven sacks for those two. Total. Well, Jeremy just froze, so I'll answer this question and say under. Under. Not for any reason other than I think Tyree Wilson's going to absorb some more sacks. You know what's funny is that I'm going to go over, and the main reason I'm going to go over is because they're both going to be playing at the same time this year, which they never, they haven't done the last two years. They've been subbing in and out for each other. Now they're both on the line. So I'm actually going to go over, point. which is good for the D-line. I think the D-line is going to be good. We're going to get more pressure than we've seen for a while. Anyways, that's supposed to be one-word answers. Um, and Jeremy has fr- froze. So with that, last but not least, interceptions. Last year, as a group, we only had 10 interceptions on the year. Dylan, are we over or under that number? We're over. I, I, I think between Muddy Waters and Adrian Taylor Demerson, we could have 10. Ooh, nice. Nice little uh, prediction. Yeah. I also, I'm also going to go over. It's funny. Take we're over three. here predicting. Take three. We're, we're over here predicting uh, four and five wins, but we're saying, hey, over for everything. Everything's over. We're doing nothing but dominating, though we're only going to win four and five yeah. games. So maybe we're hypocrites. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Dylan, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, no, I'm sorry for burdening, burdening you all with my, my dating life. I didn't know this was, uh, I guess I need to ask a professional these things. Hey, I, luckily for you though, if this does go well, you can always say, Hey, you know, I, I do a podcast. I was on a pod and let me tell you how our first date went. And you can tell her on this pod, like you're talking about how good that first date went. So that's a, that's a bonus. I thought about this before I brought this up that I went on a date today. I was like, did I tell her on, I host a podcast? No, I didn't. Okay. I can talk about the date. You know, if I told her she could get on here and be like, oh no, it wasn't that great. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, also, man, don't, don't be the guy that tells, tells first date girls oh, that no, you, I don't. <laughs> you're on a podcast. That's, come on, I man. think that's a red flag to a lot of girls. It's like, I, oh no, he has a sports podcast. Oh boy. As it should be. As all the, all the ladies that listen to this podcast are currently nodding their heads. Like, yes, big, huge red flag. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, for frozen Jeremy, that is, <laughs> that is been it was storming in Lubbock. Yeah, has been kicked off the pod. And for Dylan, our producer extraordinaire, you have been listening. And this is Albie. And you've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network and the official podcast for Red Raider Sports. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.